It's Wes and Andy. We're flying solo tonight. We're back. Another random fandom Tuesday night. Hello, sir. How are you? Not too bad. Um, a little bit chilly from the snow outside. We're yeah. Um, by the way, it's been. Uh, I know the the term gets tossed around kind of loosely in these parts, but uh, snow apocalypse. Mm. Uh, the winter came in uh, like a lamb and is now <laughs> roaring like a lion. Everything it was supposed to dump in December, it dumped in the last week. Uh, over the last couple of days, we had an accumulation of somewhere in the the neighborhood of like 12 to 15 inches. Yeah. Now it looks like winter again. Yeah. Like it really looks like winter. The The cold that I was struggling with last week seems to have mostly let go. Um, although I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I have a very hoarse, hoarse voice uh, tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. I may cough a little bit here. My apologies if I do. Meh. But we're back. It's uh, episode number 46. 46. 46th episode of Random Fandom. We just we just keep moving on like a like a steamroller. Like a steamroller. Yep. Um uh, what do you want to do first? We should probably go through all the usual stuff. I want to say hi to everybody that uh hung out with us last week. Uh mm-hmm. the guys from uh, the clubhouse that uh, all showed up. By the way, we've been invited to go on the clubhouse. Ooh, that's uh, Zazel's clubhouse on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out, I do uh, recommend that you go and check him out. We'll post a link for you uh, in the comments. Uh, sorry, in the description. Nice. Um, last week we were talking about uh, what's kind of going on uh, with the show. So let's, let's bring some stuff up here. Let's get looking at what we're talking about. Um, Oh, look at that. I just jumped ahead. Well, there's always that traditional thing at the beginning. <laughs> me trying to get all ahead of myself. Okay, let me just slow things down here. Let's do over. I'm sorry. Mulligan? Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me cue this up here. It's time once again to open the show with another dose of... Random Fandom Trivia. All right. Let's see if we can get this right. <laughs> yeah, we can get it right. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Uh, what was the name of meatloaf's character in the rocky horror picture show oh if kim's watching she'll know was it a eddie b pete or c frankenfurter well i definitely know that who it's not <laughs> i mean one of those people is sitting on the lips right now so True. um that eliminates one of them i don't want to give it away yeah, but now i'm down to i got a 50 50 chance of getting this True, and just to give you more time, uh, TJC's coming in here. Oh, always a great time at the clubhouse. Yes, it is. Excellent. Yes, it is. Um, actually, they just did a stream the other day talking about uh, uh, Voltron. Nice. No, sorry. Uh, yeah, there was the Voltron stream, and then there was the uh, the comic stream the other day, but it got cut short. So that's going to commence with a part two here, I think, next uh, Saturday, I think. Nothing wrong with the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I'm 50-50 here. I don't think 
See, I kind of thought of his character as being kind of villainous, uh, villainous in the uh, uh, in the the context of the movie, and and Pete just does not sound to like as, as villainous as it should be, you know. But Eddie, like you know, Eddie Haskell, right? You rascal, Eddie Haskell. Yeah, I'm going with Eddie, and I I don't have any real surety with that, but that's what I'm going to say. Fair enough. We got Ray coming in here with C. Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. Well, I guess that's all in for all in, but uh, you are correct, sir. It was what? A. It is Eddie. Okay, is what do you know? Eddie. Um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. I like Meatloaf. The memory of Meatloaf is better than the reality. <laughs> I mean, he's a great guy, and he oh. was a great performer, but unfortunately, I, like I say, I've said it many times before. We are not escaping the effects of age. No. And sometimes you just got to know when to hang it up. I liked his performance in uh, Fight Club. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Great. Performance. There was no music in that, but no. But yeah. That was a great, great performance. Yeah. You didn't know it was him. You wouldn't either, right? Until you see the credits. No, that's true. Yeah. Because he used his real name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no. Legally, his name is Meatloaf. Yeah. But his name was Robert Paulson in the, in the film. Yeah. 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 I meant, uh, his his credit though uh-huh. his yes. acting credit was um meatloaf oh my no it wasn't oh. it was uh his uh his birth name his given name hmm. oh my gosh i can't remember that one oh tjc uh, got a comment here for us it says hopefully i can get you both on a future gaming memory stream too yes we uh we had talked about that uh earlier it was just a brief uh, chat comment but yes uh still definitely down for that and he's probably going to be a good one for gaming memories because he's uh, what four four systems behind or something. So he's only got good gaming memories. Memories are fresh. (laughs) We could talk about Minecraft, (laughs) Disney infinity. I was going to say original Nintendo. Okay. For you. Super Nintendo is good. Okay. Super. Nothing newer than, uh, PlayStation three. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty conversant up to that too. I think (laughs) I could manage that. All right. Well, that was a good, good trivia question. Mm. <clears throat> Stick around a little bit later as uh, I've got your, the latest edition of lexicon, the word game where I try to fool you guys with a funny sounding word that is uh, completely real. Um, got an inter- another interesting one this week, mm. um, but that's going to be a little bit later on in the show. But right now we should remind folks. Oh, that's right. Um, guys, we put up uh, on all of our social media. If you uh, had a look, if you haven't had a look, uh, look us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, and uh, Threads. You'll find a post that looks just like the image right here, right now. The best of the best 2023. We're asking you uh, a couple of questions. We want to know your top three picks uh, in the following categories. Uh, your your uh, best movies of uh, 2023, best television series, best new music, best performance by a screen actor. That could be film or television. Doesn't have to be limited to one or the other. Yeah, they're not limited to one or the other. Absolutely. You can cross platform. Best performance by a screen actress, the best film soundtracks, the best television soundtracks, the best toy of 2023, and finally, the best video game. Must have come out in the year 2023. I know uh, uh, some of the choices have started to filter in, and I've been recording them on a spreadsheet. Excellent. Uh, Andy, you, you came in pretty close with one, that, one, like released one on episode, 25th. one yeah. episode in the, in that year, but it counts. Oh no. They released the whole thing. on. Oh, Friday. that's true. That's true. I mean, technically it didn't air in regular land until right. Right. Thing, but it was available December 25th. Yeah. So, um, find us on social media, have a look at that post. 
Give us your answers. You've got until, what do we say? Uh, the end, 31st. the end of the month, January 31st. When I get back from my, uh, Southern vacation, by the way, going on vacation next week, you might be holding down the fort by yourself. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. So, uh, I might have some plans in place. Excellent. Tuesday, February 6th. Uh, we'll be back we'll, with the regular edition. Well, it won't be a regular edition. It'll be the best of the best 2023 and uh we'll go through all of uh the choices and we'll have a little chitty chat about all of your picks who takes away the fanny awards the fanny the inaugural fanny Award. as we all sit around with our drinks having a brandy (laughs) (laughs) all right well all right i think that's exciting i'm gonna plug it one more time before the end of the show might as well maybe twice well, moving on to our first item of business here tonight. All right. We actually don't have a death this week. So what? Going overboard on them last week. Okay. Kind of. We got to reprieve this week. We do. But All this right. one's not fun. Okay. Uh, the video game voice actors are expressing worry and confusion after the SAG after deal with AI studio really has gone through because <clears throat> the deal offers protections, but a lot of the voice actors for like video games or animation yeah, yeah. are feeling blindsided by this. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. I know that, I, you know, we want, we want to keep people working. The, the flip side of that is, you know, and I, I keep going back to it, the James Earl Jones thing in the interest of preserving yeah. uh, uh, voices. I mean, you know, how else do you do that? You record enough sampleage of somebody's voice, run it through the, through the AI. And, and, and then, then there you go. But like, I I'd say that's a rare case. Yeah. Because like, yes, he is getting close to the end of his wanting yep. to go out there yep. and do it. Right. But wants it to live on. Whereas the rest of the actors and whatnot, they're still, you know, newbies or. Yeah. I mean, still got, lots left to give i don't think that ai should take a a a human job no um and for sure i absolutely you know i feel for all the 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 voice talent that they want they want to be they want to be working and they should be yeah Uh, the deal as per a statement by sag aftra will enable replica to engage members under a fair ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice and those licensed voices can then be used in video game development and other interactive media projects. Wait, so this is, we're going to sample your voice and then you're done. Yep. No, I don't agree with that. No, I don't agree with that. Wow. Because some people are, are <clears throat> going on, they've heard some of the samples and they're saying like, it's soulless. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. Is it or isn't it though? I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But it, it almost sounds like uh, the deal that they've accepted is almost backtracking because they're saying, well, we know we never said we're going to abolish the use of AI. No, we're just going to create safeties against it. But this does not seem to be favorable. No, to, uh, to for, voice actors. for actors. Yeah. Yeah. But. Wow. That's unfortunate. I hope that there's more on that. I hope that the, uh, I hope that the guild, uh, you know, takes a harder stance on that. Yeah. It's an interesting tweet here from uh, Chelsea Rebecca. I don't remember voting on this. <laughs> yeah, it almost yeah, really. really popped up after the fact. Shelby Young, approved by affected members of the union's voiceover performer community. Uh, where and when? Wasn't aware of this until just now. And I'm the exact type of member you're talking about. Yeah. 
it's funny when the the guild members themselves the union members don't know mm-hmm. what's going what on so going who's on? who's messing with them yeah i wonder if it is the union bosses just accepted to get it back going oh, maybe but what happened is it still fran drescher i don't know i think so I'm sure she's getting a, a whole lot of, uh, I'm sure her inbox is, is quite full right now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like not everybody would be happy with the deal. No, but no, I wouldn't be. Uh, SAG after did put out a statement, uh, saying our AI deal with replica studios is an important step in ensuring the ethical application of these technologies in a way that ensures the use of members voices occurs only with informed consent and fair compensation. This is a deal that covers one company with regard to the development of video games. This does not impact our IMA negotiations. Rather, it sets a model for our industry building on the terms approved by 80% of our members just a month ago. And we hope to see more companies adopting agreements like this one. Well, that's an interesting uh, choice of words. Because Um, that sounds like 20% did not agree or. Or abstained. Yeah. But uh, go back up there, Andy, for a second. A little more there. Yeah. Uh, that the technologies are in a way that ensures the use of voices occurs only with informed consent. Well, I don't consent. What if I don't consent? Yeah. Like if, if you consent the first time for them to digitally replicate your voice, is it in the fine print that that's it? They don't need to come back to you at all. It's, mm, it doesn't seem very lock enough for me. No. Informed consent and fair compensation. So what, um, we're going to, we're going to cast let's let's say we're working on a on the next metal gear uh you know saga of games and we're going to recast solid snake and i got the job am i going to do the first game and that that contract is going to you know there's going to be a line in there for all subsequent games in that series yeah everything I you now will be used and reused i'm not a lawyer yeah i'm sure there's fine print i somewhere. don't i don't 100% understand this i but you know the the common sense part of me as just a Joe Schmo, you know, says uh, spider sense is tingling. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of actors are feeling right now. But I don't like it. No. Yeah. My gut feeling is I don't like it. Yeah. But, and again, there's always going to be those companies out there that don't care. Like, wasn't it Tom Hanks that got his image used not long? That's ago? right. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and like they didn't compensate him. No, it was on an ad or something. Yeah, uh, some kind of um, marketing thing. Yeah, at least when he did The Simpsons, he actually did The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we'll see where that pans out. Uh, Up next here, though, uh, the MCU got a little bit bigger. Oh, this is interesting because all the Netflix stuff is now canon and included in the timeline you know back when these shows were first getting pitched and it was like it's all connected yeah do you remember that yeah that's how they were pitching it like there was little easter eggs in the back of daredevil that really did like oh look the event in new york and here's this. you know there's a shot of stark tower in in uh one of the yeah uh in an episode of daredevil yeah and then it was like well it's not it might be it's sort of adjacent and now it looks like yeah it's It's firmly in there firmly entrenched in there um it's cool Mm. i like it i mean i've seen it all so it's not like i didn't watch it i watched everything i don't you know what the funny thing is i don't think i finished iron fist Eh, it got weird at the end yeah when they he became like iron gunslinger (laughs) (laughs) didn't they they give it to uh colleen Colleen, yeah. yeah 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 
So who knows where that's going to go. But I don't think we'll see that character again. Yeah. Uh, essentially, by adding this, though, they've extended the canon now by 161 hours. If you've got nothing to do for, you know, the two, foreseeable future, two and a half working weeks <laughs> and you want to just get caught up. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the thing though? There, I've, I've seen two things that sort of uh, tie into this. One, um, this creates a bit of a conundrum for Mahershala Ali, uh, who was Cottonmouth. Yes, because of his portrayal in Blade coming up. Right. So, I mean, are they going to variant him? <laughs> you know, or are we just going to? Are we just going to go suspension of disbelief? Which, by the way, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that too. But that does that does remain that that is. Oh yeah, he did play that role. Yeah. But I don't know. Cottonmouth was kind of a crappy villain in there. Like it did not do him justice by the comic. No. And then the other thing that came out this week, there was a, a quote from John Bernthal on the on coming back to the Punisher role. Basically said that he is up for it, but it has to be handled with a a, a high degree of reverence because of the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very clear on that that it has to be like it can't be PG Punisher. I don't think that's exactly what he was getting at, but it was more about like, we have to stay true to this character. Um, I, I don't think he, I think in, in a roundabout way, he's sort of, you know, putting his opinion out there that he's not really for the, the new, the new don't be me Punisher that Marvel comics has uh, mm. been pushing the last couple of years. Well, I mean, the Punisher was always don't be me, but yeah, but they kind of <clears> took <throat> him in a really weird direction. Yeah. Because he became a uh, cosmic ghost rider. Really? Yeah. After witnessing all the heroes die, he kind of went nuts. And oh, wow. That's nice. Took up the spirit of vengeance. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I don't know if they can do that. Would you want to do that? I don't know. We're not, yeah. we're not there. No, we're, we're nowhere near. No, it. no. We're talking street level, yeah. street level Punisher. Lots of bullets. Yeah. Lots of blood. Yeah, exactly. That's the Punisher that we all want to see, I think. Yeah. But, uh, and, you know, we're going to get that daredevil born again. That's right. So it's, uh, it's on hold right now, but it is coming at some point. Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, I think. Probably. Daredevil's going to come back this on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but up next, uh, a Star Trek origin movie uh, is uh, set to take place from the director of Andor. I'm interested in this. The, uh, um, so wait. Oh, Toby Haynes. Right. Okay. Um, and this is not the fourth no, Kelvin timeline movie. Extra one. But it doesn't specifically say that it's within that the prime universe or the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. I don't know. Could this be the, you know, there was a thing, this Star Trek four, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, in the, the Kelvin timeline, they wanted to do a thing with both Chris Pines, Kirk and uh, Chris Hemsworth's uh, George Kirk. Hmm. But in the time that uh, from the pitch until, you know, time to get like things moving both actors have now progressed to a point in their career where you know they would be competing for top billing mm. so that's been sort of at a bit of a do, do we mm. think chris pine could still pull more than a hemsworth no 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 um i, I don't think dc helped but, him like marvel helped so here this is the thing this is the rock you think that, like the rock's not going to play second fiddle to uh, zachary levi no. chris hemsworth probably not going to play second fiddle to chris pine but it's star trek and it's it's James T Kirk. So if you do a movie with James T Kirk, he has to be central to the movie. Yeah. Do you I, do I think Hemsworth could play a second fiddle though? I kind of wonder if maybe this origin story would be more about 
could it be the George Kirk story that and Hemsworth could do that on his own and it could be just a, a, a solo movie for a solo vehicle for him. Mm. Mind you, Star Trek's not really a solo thing. It's always an ensemble, but he could lead that. True. True. Where are you at on the on the Star Trek? Uh, I could take it or leave it. You don't uh, really care one way or the other? Yeah, just keep making it oh. for the Trekkies. It's it's important to me. I, I quite like it. And the, the, the 2009, the, the Abrams one, uh, at the time that I saw, actually Hank and I saw that together. Nice. Um, when I was still in Halifax, I thought it was the best, was the best Star Trek movie I'd seen since First Contact, and it was probably the best science fiction movie that year. Nice. Yeah, and it stuck there for quite a long time. Hmm. So I hope. I mean, I for one would like to see the Kelvin thing uh, continue. Although if they don't, I, I understand. Hmm. I guess it'll have to be. Uh... See what comes out of it, right? Yeah, uh, William Shatner had some comments. Uh, when, uh, of course, he's active on X all the time, so um, he implied basically that uh, he figured he thinks that Paramount is basically trying to erase his version of of Jim Kirk. That's actually going to come up a little bit later. Oh, really? Because yeah, there's stuff going on there that we need to talk about. Okay, fair enough. But uh, speaking of upcoming stuff, yeah, uh, Hank shared this with us. Uh, he found it on StarWars.com. But mm-hmm. Dave Filoni shared a new sketch for Ahsoka season two. So clearly, I mean, that's going to be Ahsoka and, and Sabine, Sabine yeah. uh, following in the footsteps of Balin. Yeah. So they get to that crazy finger pointing to wherever he needs to go. The the monument of the, the father. Uh, the Mortis gods. Yeah. 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 The father and the brother, I think. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be uh, he's working on it. So that's. Like last week, they confirmed it. Yeah, it shows we, he's going forward. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, even if it is just like you know, sketch material. I mean, that is his background, though. He does have a background in animation. Yeah. Uh, this next one is good news. Yeah. Uh, almost a year after his near fatal snowplow accident. Oh yeah. Jeremy Renner is back to work. Congratulations, sir, on your return to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a Marvel project, but hey, he's working. It wasn't that long ago we saw that video of him running up his driveway. Yeah. Like running. So, yeah, not just like hobbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched uh, The the Mayor? I have not watched No, it. I haven't watched it either. I, I probably should. Yeah, it's the uh, Paramount drama Mayor of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown, that's it, yeah. yeah. So it is resumed production now, and uh, he had said, you know, day one on set, nervous today, hope this works out, and that I can actually pull this off for our production, and more importantly, the fans. Yeah, good. So again, you know, he's, you know, yeah, just doing it for himself. I mean, what a recovery though. I mean, from going from, uh, you know, a near fatal, yeah, uh, near fatal accident to uh, more than 30 bones. Yeah. I mean, that's some serious, yeah. That'll make you rethink your life. Yep. Glad to see Jeremy's back on his feet, literally and figuratively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one, I don't know, kind of a sad moment for turtle fans, but, uh, apparently there's more coming, so it's not the end. All right. Uh, but the IDW series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, really? Uh, will be coming to a close with issue 150. Does anything in comics really ever end? No. I mean, unless the the licensing for the, the, the comic is going somewhere else. Uh, no, actually, IDW just announced that they well, renewed their license <laughs> for it with Paramount. Um, well, there you go. So maybe they had planned to like, if it goes south, this is where we end it. But since it's not okay, we'll just do a reboot and start over with something new. I mean, isn't that, you know, 
that is comic books to a T though. Yeah. Like, don't know what to do. Start over. Yep. Yep. Which is kind of getting annoying, but well, I mean, if you do it every four years, it is. They do it more than that. <laughs> yeah. But um series writer Sophie Campbell is quoted as saying, uh, I still can't quite believe I've gotten to work on this much TMNT. I thought for sure I'd get the boot in the first year, but nope, here I am four years later, still against all odds. It's really been amazing, truly a dream job. I wonder what my 10-year-old self would think if she knew what was going on or I was going on to eventually do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's super cool, actually, yeah. Yeah. So is this is this the, uh, so the, the run these of... These are the three variant covers. Okay. The three so far uh, for uh, <clears throat> Excuse 150. Me. Uh, we've got... Uh, one by Sophie Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Eastman. That's the middle one. Yeah. Uh, one by Dan Duncan. That's on the left. Yeah. Okay. And a wraparound one, which we can't show all of there, but it's by Jesse Longgren. Okay. So where, uh, where does the last Ronin fit into all of this? I is it a, is it a side story? A side stand. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. But uh, issue 150, it goes on sale April 10th. So head to your comic stores or. <clears throat> free order now i guess if you want yeah but who doesn't love zombies well i mean it depends i mean are we talking like uh, uh zombie land or uh, we're actually talking about the 28 days later franchise because well that's not really my flavor but 28 years later is in development that's not my flavor of zombie that's the that's the holy shit yeah that's I mean, the fast yeah 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 version yeah yeah, but uh, more than 20 years after its original release, uh, 28 Days Later is in line for a sequel. Isn't that something? Uh, so uh, THR is reporting that Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, who directed the original 28 Days Later, are teaming up to make 28 Years Later. <laughs> and if nice. this is successful, yeah. it might spur a second trilogy. Oh, that's interesting. So, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Kind of fits in the uh, naming scheme anyway. 28 years later. Yeah, of course. It's, you yeah. got days, weeks, and then years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you go after that, but. I don't know, 28 centuries? Maybe. Decades? They could have gone months. Months. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, we're going 28 days, 28 weeks, 28 years. Yep. Decades. Decades would be the next one, I guess. Decades. Yeah. Hmm. 280 years. Woo! Apparently the film's main inspiration is supposed to be Mad Max Fury Road. So what? it's going to be like right apocalyptic with zombies just kind of overrunning the place. That's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. Yeah. There's no official like timeline for release. Sure. But uh, end of 2024, maybe even next. Okay. So we'll see when that pops out. Oh, look at that. We got Steve over on YouTube saying, hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for tuning in, man. So this next one, I know is not your cup of tea, but it kind of caught my eye. Um, Universal monster movies uh, are always popular, but this one uh, from the directors of Scream, uh, Abigail. Yep. That's definitely not in my, yeah, not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. So the first trailer for this is out. We've linked to it in the show notes. Um, it comes into theaters April 19th and it opens like, um, like almost a kidnapping type movie. 
Oh, really? And uh, Gus Spring or. Uh, yep, it'll come to you. It should because he's in the Mandalorian play. Oh, Moff Gideon. Oh, um, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He's in it and he's like, okay, you know how this works. No this, no that, no cell phones. And in 24 hours, you'll all be richer. And okay. uh, all right. they usher this little girl in her little tutu. Sure. And uh, they take her to the bedroom and the one girl, she's like, you know, just do what we tell you and everything will be okay. Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm sorry about what's going to happen to you. And then it just oh. flips right on its head. And apparently this was the mysterious Dracula's daughter project. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now that. As soon as you drop the big D. Yeah. I kind of go, Oh, that. Yeah. This is from filmmaking duo Matt Bentinelli, Oplin, and Tyler Gillette. Okay. Who, like, they've helmed Ready or Not and Scream and Scream 6. So, uh, man, maybe it'll be okay. It it takes a 180 in the trailer. Like, you go from this innocent little ballerina, and yeah, yeah, yeah. by the end of it, she's like, I like to play with my food. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but I guess the official tagline uh reads children can be such monsters <laughs> wink wink <laughs> yeah. and uh, after a group of would-be criminals kidnap the 12 year old ballerina daughter of a powerful underworld figure all they have to do is collect a 50 million dollar ransom and watch the girl overnight in an isolated mansion the captors start to dwindle one by one and they discover to their mounting horror that they're locked inside with no normal little girl well i mean that the photo says it all yeah it does and you get to see her kind of vamp out multiple times through the trailers. Oh, really? No, that's cool. Yeah. Should be good. Might be a little bit of uh horror comedy in there as well. I'm okay with that. Um, I keep saying I'm horror reverse, but then I, there's always this, these exceptions, right? And this, this might be one of them. Yeah. Well, this next one is not a horror movie, but I know you're stoked if it's actually going to go through. Oh, Oh. <laughs> apparently Top wow. Gun 3 is reportedly in the works at Paramount yeah with uh, Tom Cruise uh, uh, sorry Glenn Powell and um, oh my god um, uh, Rooster um, my god uh, wheelhouse, not my one. yeah yeah um, Reed Richards in the horrible Fantastic Four movie uh, Miles Teller that's him Okay. yeah Miles Teller Miles Teller who played Rooster Glenn Powell who played uh, um, Hangman hmm and uh, Tom Cruise. What are they going to do? I don't know. What are they going to do? Are they well, going to go on some other operation? Maybe, but there's also the problem of Tom Cruise. I guess he recently signed a deal with Warner Brothers to produce films for that studio. So Paramount is working on this third Top Gun. What are they going to do without their Maverick? That's wild because he's been making Paramount movies for for a long time. Forever? Yeah. Um. So first of all, let me just say this. I am totally on board for another Top Gun movie. <laughs> my favorite movie or my most anticipated movie of what? 2020 was my most anticipated movie every year for the two years that it got delayed. And it yeah. did not disappoint me when I, when I finally saw it. <laughs> Star Wars analogies aside, which by the way, I thought were just like tongue in cheek, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I loved it. Um, we could do that again. Yeah. I'm all for another ride. Now, would they get would the United States Navy uh, be so uh, forthcoming as they were on this one? Maybe. 
Silver Spider, I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> I love it. So apparently, uh, Top Gun Maverick co-writer Aaron Kruger sure. is on board to write the script. Okay. And they are hoping to get Maverick's Joseph Kaczynski back in the director's chair. Yeah, uh, he was good. So I'm not going to lie. He was good. Yeah. I liked it. And Maverick did well box office wise. So. Uh, it did. Ex- it did exceptionally well. So. You don't go to a top gun. You don't go to top gun, you know, expecting an Oscar. No, <laughs> it delivers exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. This next one uh, kind of sucks for background actors, uh, but uh, X and Pearl star Mia Goth is being sued uh, for alleged battery of a Maxine background actor. What? What? Yeah. Uh, so Maxine with three X's, Maxine. Yeah, is the third part of this trilogy. Sure. Uh, X and Pearl being part one and two. Oh, okay. Um, but Mia Goth has been on all three. Yep. Uh, but I guess there's a scene where she's running somewhere and the extra is laying on the ground. Uh, and background actor James Hunter, he claims that Mia Goth kicked him in the head during production of this film. Maliciously. And, maliciously. Oh, okay. Uh, he claims that he was hired to play the uh, dead parishioner and his job was supposed to last for three days. Yep. Uh, he explains that on the first night of shooting, he had to lay on the ground covered in fake blood from head to toe. Uh, and during ants and mosquitoes and during his scene, Goth's character runs past him. And sometimes she steps over him, looks down and keeps running. However, the actor adds that the actress nearly stepped on him on the fourth take leading Hunter to complain to the second assistant director. Well, on the next take, according to the lawsuit, she deliberately kicked him in the head with her boot and he reported the incident. Yet Goth and the director, Ty West, allegedly did nothing about it and didn't offer medical assistance. That's not right. No. But after the shoot ended, Hunter alleges that he was in the bathroom when Goth came in and taunted, mocked and belittled him, daring him to do anything about it. That's bizarre. It is. Do we know this woman for anything else? Um don't believe so i believe I these two so, are her like big yeah. calling card all right but zazel's club zazel's clubhouse what's up cool dudes not too much oh you know we're just hanging out mm. it's tuesday night wednesday morning where you are it's uh you know the second coming of winter here in canada right now or at least the part of canada that we live in yeah fortunately it's uh it's warm in here though Hunter also adds that uh, the following day, the casting agency told him the production didn't want him to return for his remaining two days. All right. So he's also added that into his lawsuit. So uh, battery and wrongful termination. You know, I, I take these things with a big, big grain of salt. Like one, would somebody do that? I don't know. Maybe they would. Would somebody though, that's, you know, looking for a payday also do that? Oh, somebody. Oh yeah. She kicked me. That's what I mean. Maybe she tripped. That being said, I've seen some pretty bizarre things with when it comes to like celebrities and what they do and get away with. It was that that incident with um, Ezra. uh, No, no, Josh, uh, Josh Homme from uh, uh, Queens of the Stone Age when he booted the photographer on a show. Oh no! Yeah, literally kicked the photographer. Hmm. Yeah, in the media pit. Well, yeah, it was crazy. So there is no official release date for Maxine, uh, but filming apparently took place between April 11th and May 24th of 2023. Oh, so okay. it is possible that could be a late 2024 premiere. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on this one to see if anything comes of this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. 
fans of The Walking Dead will be happy. Uh, the new trailer for what more zombies? Yeah, All The right. Walking Dead: The Ones Who Live. Uh, the trailer went out there, and it shows Andrew Lincoln's uh, Rick Grimes and Danae Guerrero's Michonne. I guess. Yeah, Michonne. I am yeah. so far behind on the show; it's not funny. But uh, yeah, the trailer's out, and it's full of zombies, action, and blood and guts. There's what? Like how many uh, Walking Dead shows are there now? Like I lost count. Four or five? I think so. Yeah. There's More the original Fear of the Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, Daryl Dixon. Uh, that's a lot. Oh my gosh. I think there's one more. That's a lot of Walking Dead. All from one comic book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay for comic books. <laughs> yeah. In the new footage, you get to watch uh, Denai Guerrero's Michonne set out to look for Rick Grimes. Okay. And, you know, she's armed with arrows and setting off on horseback. And, uh, it cuts to Rick who says, my wife is my choice. My daughter is my choice. My life is my choice. Okay. So, you know, he, he's looking to live. Yeah. But, you know, we've got a link in the show notes to the trailer. So you can go check that out. Cool. You know, have fun with it. Apparently it's going to premiere on AMC on uh, February 25th. Oh, that's just around the corner. Yeah. So you got a little bit of time to catch up on the a little, over, it, a little but, over a month. I suppose we should talk some toy news. Always oh, time for toy news. God, I love it. Not a lot Excuse of it me. this week. Uh, actually, there was one more item that popped up 10 minutes before I came over here. Oh, I missed uh, it. Masterverse figures are hitting. Where? Uh, I'm guessing Target and stuff. Oh. Because somebody posted that they picked up the Gwildor oh, nice. two pack. Cool. Uh, Skeletor and Sorceress, or Sorceress Tila, I should say. I dig it. Yeah. Ah, they it. look pretty good, but they still have, uh, we can talk about it. I didn't want to go down a rant. I don't want to rant. That's okay. I don't want to be that guy. All right. We might rant at these ones. Cause I know sure. these are no one's favorite, but, uh, super seven reaction has released a set of, uh, male and female ghouls from they live. I saw the, the little uh, video that they put out with the alternating with the alternating glow. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love what they've done here. That the, the packaging changes the message. That's great. It's just yeah, like the movie. Exactly. That if you're a, an on-card collector, this is perfect for, for sure. That. That's definitely uh because like worthy the card is up. worthy, you know, uh, the totally agree. yeah, absolutely. But, cool movie. I, I do get a kick out of the uh, description they put up. It says nothing unusual to see here. Super seven has revealed the new, they live reaction figures, yeah. male and female ghouls, upstanding, normal male and female citizens. <laughs> do not question. Do not question. The figures and accessories glow in the dark <laughs> and are packed on card backs that reveal hidden subliminal messages. Once the light goes out, nothing out of the ordinary submit. Obey, obey. These glow in the dark live reaction figures of male ghoul and female ghoul will stand out or be standout acceptable additions to your collection. Obey. Yeah. Oh, Steve, I remember that movie. Old Roddy Roddy Piper. I just watched it not too long ago. Yeah. Um, now, did you see his other movie? Which one? The Frogtown one? Uh, no, I don't believe I've seen that one yet. It's horrible. Oh, it's so horrible. They basically want to use. Yeah, there, there's the line. <laughs> I'm all out of bubble gum. And put on these glasses. Um, put the glasses on. And uh, it, it, what is it? Uh, oh my God! It's it, the it's something something Frogtown, but essentially they they want to use Roddy Piper to repopulate the world. <laughs> they want to use him for breeding stock. 
Get to it, stuff. They make him wear this stupid chastity belt. <laughs> well, if he's going to repopulate, he doesn't need one of those. Yeah, no, it's or unless uh, they it's come bad. up to like a cow milker it's or bad. something. It's yeah, it's it's B movie bad. Alternatively, maybe it's B movie goodness, depending on how you take that. I guess. Well, I've seen some bad ones. Yeah, this I've definitely some good ones to, too. This was one of those ones where I could not finish it. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, McFarland has announced some new uh, new adventures of Batman figures. Uh, Wait, in addition to the ones we just saw? In addition, yeah. Oh, I hope these are better looking. Uh, these ones, they're six inch scale, and each one will come with an animation cell from the uh, okay. the show. All right. So we've got uh, Batman and Batgirl coming in here. Oh, I like the proportions on him. He's he's still blocky and chunky like the animation, but. A little He's bit more, less spindly on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Batgirl really thin, but uh, again reflects the animation but style. Proportionately, right? yeah. Proportionately, right? It's like this: the new Adventures of Batman skinnied them down even further from yeah. the regular yeah, yeah. Fox Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, next up, we get uh, Two Face and Killer Croc, who comes with Baby Doll. <laughs> That's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, the killer croc figure, I, I don't know what's going on there, but it is not for me. Um, but the two face looks pretty yeah, it looks, nice. looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Speaking of McFarlane toys, I had the Batman and Robin Batgirl in hand the other day. Hmm. Uh, the Alicia Silverstone one. Yeah. I did not bring it home. Well, once you bring her home, you have to bring the rest so you can get Arnold. Well, she comes with the head. She comes with the head and I think the sh shoulder pieces. Okay. The head actually looks really good. Um, I would, I would, pro I would probably get the Batman and the Robin. I don't need her. No, no. Oh, poor Batgirl. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but for right now, uh, these are hitting the shelves right now. I didn't even know these were coming until I saw it at GameStop. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters fright features have been wait, reissued. Wait. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I saw Egon in GameStop yesterday. That Egon, notoriously in the vintage line, always has a broken tie. Yep. So if you needed a new one, now's your chance. That was a good way to get one. Yeah. I, I had the Venkman out of the series. These were great. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, a little yeah. action feature and they freak out. You know, the original four are there. That's cool. And looks like they got at least similar to their original ghosts and weapons. Now, they got the Kenner logo on there. So obviously this is Hasbro. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure like every other retro line that Hasbro's but done, that card is going to be like so thin. Yeah. It'll be pretty flimsy, but it looks good. It does. If you're going to lay it flat and collect them that way, you know, in box, but sure. Yeah. If you're taking them out to play with. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Those were great to play with. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I do believe that brings us to our next segment. Oh my God, it's that time. It is. Loading lexicon. Generating responses. Responses ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. Here we go. Oh, I feel like I just uh, hit an episode of Leave it to Beaver every yeah, time. It's so awesome. Dee, 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 dee. All right. It is Lexicon. It is uh, the word game where I present you with a completely nonsensical, but 100% true word. I'm going to give you three definitions. Your job is to uh, pick the correct one. 
Uh, but if I've done my job, I fool you all and I pull off the con. All right. You want to see what this week's word is? What do you got? Yeah, all right. This week's word is Billingsgate. 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 Not Billingsley. Billingsgate. One more time, Google lady. Billingsgate. All right. Take a couple seconds and think about that. Huh. All right. First up on our uh, choices for uh, definitions for Billingsgate, we have the act of exchanging small handcrafted tokens or trinkets during community gatherings. That's uh, option number one. Uh, definition number two. Foul-mouthed or abusive language. Hmm. And uh, lastly. A term that refers to an informal community bulletin board or message exchange hub commonly found in small towns and neighborhoods. Billingsgate. Hmm. Small handcraft, uh, exchanging small handcrafted tokens and trinkets at community gatherings, uh, foul-mouthed or abusive language, or uh, informal community bulletin boards or message exchange hubs in small towns. What do you hmm. think? What do you guys think out there? I think going backwards, Billingsgate might be like number three there. You know, you exchange info at a, you know, message yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of seems right to me. Well, we'll leave it up. We'll leave it up for a few seconds and mm -hmm. see if we get a if we get any responses this week. For sure. And don't forget, you can call in on the WhatsApp. I was going to say, um, yeah, we're um, we are a call in show. I have to apologize. I I know I I sent a, a message directly last week. Um, but somehow last week we missed a phone call and I just want to take the opportunity to tell Zazel, I'm so sorry that I missed the call last week. I did not mean to, I don't know how I did. Um, it wasn't until after the show was over that I saw the notification from WhatsApp and I'm, I'm so sorry for that, so, but I am switched on tonight. I am definitely, I'm monitoring the line. I have got my eyeballs on it. We got our first guest here. Coming got, uh, Silver Spider on YouTube. It says uh, option number one. That's the act of exchanging small handcrafted tokens or trinkets during a community gatherings. All right, Andy, where are you at? You're at three. I'm thinking three. You're going to go with three. Your billings up there. All right. Well then, um, we've got one for one, and we've got one for three. So it's a split down the middle. Excuse me. Well, if you said anything other than number two. What? You are incorrect. Uh, Billingsgate. It's an, again, a lot of these, uh, I find that uh, some of these or, or quite a few of them come up in this like obsolete or uh, uh, not used terms anymore. But yeah, Billingsgate, it is an old archaic term for being foul mouthed or using abusive language. Hmm. Yeah. Swear like a Billingsgate. I did it. I got the con. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. All right. Well, listen, I will be back next week with another uh, installment of Lexicon where I'll have another weird, nonsensical word for you and three more definitions, which I'll have to come back then to see it. All right, Andy, where are we going next? Uh, next, we're going over to the new DCU. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed. Hmm, I saw this yesterday. Uh, yeah. The Witcher stars casting in Creature Commandos. This is an interesting one. At first, I'm like, what? She's being cast as Wonder Woman? And then I reread it. I'm like, no, no, a Wonder Woman villain. Yeah. Uh, Witcher star Anya Chalotra, or Chalotra. Anya Chalotra, yeah. Uh, is being cast as the Wonder Woman villain Cersei. If you haven't seen The Witcher, that's uh, Yennefer Vengeberg. Yennefer Vengeberg. Yeah, I'm behind on that one, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's good, too. 
Yeah, but yeah, she's she's, she's going in as part of the voice cast for the upcoming animated series Creature Commandos. So let, let's just stop there for a second because James Gunn said wherever possible the people who do the voice will be will transitioning be. into the live action versions as well. And she's playing what we said, uh, Cersei. Cersei, yeah. Cersei, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. going to be cool. It is. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I've never read any of the Creature Commando stuff. No, me neither. But, uh, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot because like I'd never read Doom Patrol and the show was good. Did you finish it? I have not finished okay, it. Okay, we finished it and I got to tell you. That ending is just like, yeah. Oh, it's one of those. We know we're over. You know, it's one of those. Do you remember? Maybe you don't remember. You know, when Rush was about to be dropped from their label, and that's basically, hey, we got one more record to do, and they're like, fuck it, we'll just do whatever we want. Yeah, that's kind of how the ending of Doom Patrol went. I was like, ah, fuck it, we'll just do whatever we want. (laughs) And it, uh, I don't know, it 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 didn't work for me. Hmm. Didn't work. How did I get, how did I make an analogy between Doom Patrol and Rush? Because, well, you know, <laughs> last episode of a season that's not going to get renewed, right? Yeah, Doom Patrol did not give us a 2112. How's that? No. <laughs> Rush did. True. Sorry, enough, enough of my stuff. <laughs> but also cast in this Creature Commandos, uh, David Harbour will be the voice of Eric Frankenstein. Uh, oh, that's cool. He is excited for the opportunity to play in two different mediums because like, you know, before yeah, he's yeah. worn prosthetics in movies before, like in Hellboy. Oh yeah. Uh, so he figures he won't have an issue getting transformed into this Eric Frankenstein. Right. Um, he's quoted as saying, I think it's going to be really fun and really exciting. And it opens up a whole new door to the DC universe of how these characters will occupy the world. I like the concept of live action and cartoon and back and forth. So I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So with that pretty much, you know, cemented, there's a really good chance that Anya will be, you know, voicing and live actioning as well. So. I just think that's interesting that they chose to like, I don't know how this character seriously fits into creature commandos, but the fact that she is a known wonder woman. Yeah. Villain. I think that's more or less just setting it up for future. Right. That's what I mean. Like Like plant all your seeds now. And so like we're wonder woman adjacent. Yeah. You're going to tell us who that's going to be too. (laughs) Not yet, but apparently it's not Gail. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, gal, but creature (laughs) commandos is expected to start streaming on max in late 2024. Uh, but there is no official premiere date yet. No. So it could be then, or they could push it back depending on what happens. Uh, this next one, uh, Sega is working on a super game Sega! with an expected budget to be over $800 million. Um, that's like what? Three, three Hollywood blockbusters yeah. wrapped up in one. Yep. What are we doing? Like the live action video game, Sonic. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did read a little bit about this and people were saying like, what if they just like shocked everybody and rolled out a new system? Mm. You know, they haven't had anything since what the dreamcast Sega dreamcast. When's the last time you heard that? <laughs> Not long ago. My my kid likes watching all these weird. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. It lately. Uh, so. I'm interested to know what they're going to do. I mean, uh, memories of, of favorite Sega games. Uh, probably sonic sonic eh? didn't sega do the afterburner series maybe i did like those. i remember echo the dolphin oh like swimming uh well which was kind of sonic like <laughs> get the rings yeah just swim around and <laughs> <jump> <laughs> <all> <laughs> <the> <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, Sega revealed that they are planning to create multiple cutting-edge AAA titles cool. that push the boundaries of traditional gaming experiences. And a document from Sega Sammy revealed that the company is working on its first super game that is planned to be released by March 2026 with the expected budget of $800 million. I like the, uh, the, the, uh, the notion that they're calling it a super game. Yeah. Not just a game, it's a super game. Yeah, and uh, according to them, as the name implies... A uh, super game involves the concept of a game that stands head and shoulders uh, above normal games. Head and shoulders above the rest. It's super game. What would you call a normal game anymore? Game game. I don't know. <laughs> like, because like Jedi Survivor or. The oh, uh, oh, Starfield. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's incredible to look at the visuals on those. You know, they, they talk in terms of triple uh, A. That's sort of, you know, triple A titles. Those are what we're talking about so what is super supposed to be better than triple a apparently we'll see we'll see cool though that they're willing to spend that kind of money though mm-hmm. shows confidence <laughs> is it in 3d so wait, shows they, real they just announced this yeah i mean this could be in development forever this could be next gen next next gen it could be yeah it could be you know we've got uh basically two years to get to it over two years yeah oh re- oh Two march 2026 so yeah we'll be we'll be at the we'll be closing in on the end of the life cycle of the current generation of consoles yeah Which isn't is that kind of bad yeah but, yeah i don't know if my wallet can keep up with another one <laughs> Mine can't. But circling back again a what oh yeah uh if you're just tuning in now or you you missed uh the reminder earlier on in the show just to remind everybody we are doing the best of the best, uh, 2023. We're going to host that on uh, Tuesday, February the 6th. In the meantime, you can head over to any of our social media. We are everywhere. Find the post, best of the best, 2023. It looks just like the image here uh, that you're seeing right now. Uh, we're gonna, we've asked us some questions. We want to know your favorites. Give us your top three choices in the following categories. Best movie, best TV series, best new music, best performance by a screen actor and actress. Now, those can be film or television. They don't have to be one or the other. It could be whatever you want. Best film soundtrack, best TV soundtrack, best toy, and best video game. And we will run them down as chosen by you on Tuesday, February 6th. Mm -hmm. As I had mentioned earlier in the show, we were going to circle back. Uh, Hollywood is still, and again, reminding us why we need to start collecting physical media again. Well, it's that... It's the whole licensing thing. uh, Can we talk, we're talking about the Star Trek thing. Yeah. Because uh, the, most of the Star Trek films have been taken off of Paramount plus, which is the United States starting, you know, a couple weeks ago, which is funny when Paramount plus was billed as the home home of all Star Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Except for prodigy. Yeah. And now apparently what the original, the original uh, 10, 10 films, something like that. But uh, only the newest trilogy with the Chris Pine are the ones remaining on the service. Now, this in the U.S. Now, I just, while you're talking, do I have it on my phone? I've got most of the streamers on my phone here. I don't have it on me. Apparently, the other, the first 10 films uh, have moved over to HBO Max. In the U.S.? Yes. So, I don't know. I haven't looked uh, recently for what it's like for us here in Canada. But I know, like, Kim is still watching a bunch of Star Trek on Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Certainly, she's uh, today. She's watching Star Trek Voyager. Hmm. Yeah, Steve coming in here. Wish Blockbuster was still around. Yeah, I miss yeah, Blockbuster. Yeah. That was like a whole Friday night ritual. 
going down to Blockbuster and uh, popcorn, yeah, browse yeah, yeah. the aisles. Go to the guaranteed it's in or it's free. Yep. Uh, physical copies till I die. Yes. Thank you, Silver Spider. I would say the the one thing for me is now, and this is kind of what happened when I when I bought my first PlayStation. It was a it was a a, a plea to my wife at the time. I get a PlayStation. You know, it also plays DVDs. I got an Xbox uh, Series X. It plays 4K DVDs or 4K <laughs> Blu-rays. Wasn't that the PS2 that played DVDs though? Yeah, you're right. Sorry, PS2. PS2 did games. That's right. PS2 played DVDs, and then the PS3 played Blu-rays. Yes. The current generations will play 4K. Mm. Yeah, 4K Blu-rays. They cost more, but... Yeah. But at the same time, you know, everybody needs to broadcast on the side of a building, so... (laughs) This is an interesting thing, though, because it says that, you know, and, and I've... I've been saying this for years that all of the big studios eventually are going to have their own thing and they pretty much do now. Yeah. We're pretty close. Pretty much. Everybody's got their own thing. I think Sony, I think is probably the only one that doesn't have their own service. Yes. But they're rolled into many uh, different services. That's right. Yeah. Like Disney's got them. Netflix has got them. But I mean, what does that say? If Paramount is willing to license out one of their premium brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with that being like their whole selling point. Oh yes, all the Star Trek in one place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it is kind of by design because you know everybody's like, "Oh, the convenience of streaming," and you can still buy your movies digitally, but they can be removed at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Silver Spider says that Sony has a core. Now, I'm not familiar I with that one. I have not heard of that one. No, I have not heard of that one. So that's that's a new one for me. I want, is that available? I'm going to look and see if that's available on Game Pass. Maybe, but. Uh, yeah, Paramount Plus is currently uh, suffering the wrath of all us sci-fi nerds <laughs> by taking down those 10 films and moving them to Max. Um, it may be their one of their most popular franchises, but uh, the studio is not above licensing it no, out to clearly other platforms, not. even if it undermines their own, which is kind of sad. Uh, Core is available in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I get it that it's, you know, it's all about the bottom dollar is, um, I, I laughed, uh, cause, uh, the article, uh, IGN had, had posted something about it and they had said something about, you know, if you can't find it all in one place and then they made a, they basically made a, a pirate reference in their, arg- in their uh, article to say, we won't, we won't say, I can't remember the, the exact words they used, but it basically was like a pirate bay. <laughs> <laughs> without saying the pirate bay <laughs> yeah but star trek is not the only example uh, i guess when disney plus took over distribution of the new doctor who yeah uh they started with the three specials as uh, with david Tennant as the 14th doctor yeah but the previous revival seasons are over on max so uh, yeah it's so, it's convoluted if you're trying to find everything of one thing yeah and uh Another example, Amazon has purchased MGM. Oh, that's right. All the James Bond movies are not on Prime. Mm, in Canada, they're all on Crave. Yeah. Yeah, they're all on Crave. So, Well, but Crave is uh, Crave is sort of our gateway to HBO Max. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. What's funny is it talks about digital purchasing, and that digital purchasing isn't necessarily a guarantee because... No, it's a limited license. When Sony had basically removed a, a huge amount of content that was even the people had paid for yeah 
but then apparently had to turn around and kind of go, Oh, okay. We made a mistake. But I mean, I have you purchased anything digitally? No, I have purchased one movie. Yeah. I bought, I bought uh, ghostbusters afterlife and I bought it from YouTube because I figure of, of all of the, the services that are out there, I figure YouTube is the one that's going to be around for, it's got, uh, you know, yeah. If anything is going to be around in 10 years, I figure it's going to be YouTube. Yeah. So, but, you know, it, it does make a very strong case for holding on to those DVDs. Um, I, I did thin, I thinned my collection. I called it quite heavily actually. <laughs> um, but I think I've, I've pared it down. We probably still have a couple hundred hmm. down from like 600 plus. Would I be willing to, to, to go all in on it again? I don't think I would. I just don't think I would. I think because of one, my age, I'm, I'm a middle-aged guy now. I, I don't think I, I have it in me to collect another 20, 30 years worth of, mm. of movies that at some point are going to be obsolete to whatever the next format is. Yeah. Right. I mean, DVD, uh, Blu-ray, 4k Blu-ray, it's just the next thing. What's the next technology? I don't think we need a next thing. Like we've got 4k and it, the broadcast size of that is ridiculous. You know, what about, you think they'll go back and maybe try the mini disc again? Maybe, you know, I mean, minimize size. Sure. To, yeah, because that is the biggest thing right now is who's got the storage. Like I said, I just, I got rid of like, went from 600 down to a couple. Yeah. 600 DVDs. They take up. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take up the same room as 600 VHS tapes, but like, yeah, man, you think of what two, two or three DVD cases per VHS box. Yep. It's still a lot of room it is. I still like physical media. Mm-hmm. I just, especially when you have, uh, you know, stuff going on like your Mandela effects. Yeah. Because I, I get some of them are probably real. Berenstein bears. God damn it. Um, Berenstein. Steen. 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 But anyway, uh, <laughs> some companies are, are actually pushing that like fruit of the loom. Yeah. With the whole, oh, we never had a cornucopia in our logo. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Or the monocle guy from Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't think of his name. I know the character, but he uh, did. Penny, he did. Ba- penny bags or penny bag. Money bags. Money bags. Something Maybe. like that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching Ace Ventura the other night when nature calls. Sure. And when the dude comes down, no top hat, but his monocle and his giant mustache, he's like, oh, the Monopoly man. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. He did call him that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, having those older versions where stuff hasn't been like edited out for today's, you know, consumption. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm all there for you. I guess that's like the star Wars uh, movies, the pre special editions. Yeah. Or yeah, the, the (laughs) good luck finding that. I mean, the last, 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 uh, uh, regular theatrical version. I got it. I think it was on DVD, regular DVD. It might've been the golden, uh, the golden black box set mm. or was the silver, the silver and black box set, which I think was pan and scan. And then the gold one was widescreen. Mm. But I think those are the last, last originals. Those that might even be special edition. Now that I think about it, mm. Mm. I can't remember to be honest. It's all part of the new streaming and revisionist history. <laughs> that doesn't happen. What are you talking about? I know <laughs> nobody does that. Who needs some more merch? Uh, everybody. I do. 
New shirt alert. <laughs> Do you fancy a Brannigan? A Brannigan. <laughs> we were all about of, the Brannigan last yeah, week. Yeah, spinning out a lexicon. We got the new Do you fancy a Brannigan? As well as a uh, certain theft auto inspired. Band and Power podcast uh, in the style of, uh, you know, fandom theft. Fandom theft auto. <laughs> yeah. looks great by the way i i did i dig that one available now on t public you can go check it out on uh, on our merch shop which is uh the link is shown on screen or it's in the description below absolutely so go check that out but, uh, you had mentioned earlier uh we've we've both seen echo now yes what did you think call me an apologist or whatever and i and to be honest okay i'm i'm not I liked it. I'm just going to say it right now. I liked it. I don't understand what the negative reaction is because I watched the show and I, I'm not going to lie. I consumed it in one sitting. Nice. Front to back. And I truly think that there is something special in it. I don't know what it is, but there is something going on there. Maybe it's the, Maybe it's the ASL thing. Maybe it's the representation for indigenous people, North American peoples. I mean, Charlie Cox came back as daredevil, Mm -hmm. the Netflix daredevil, by the way. Um, there's definitely something special going on there and knowing what little bit I know about the character and where sort of where she comes in, uh, goes within the comic books. There was nothing in the series that didn't, say that they couldn't do that do i dare say it sure the phoenix thing i know it's totally there it is it could totally be there she is a worthy candidate for it i i liked it i quite enjoyed it myself um oh we got a comment yeah we got a comment we got uh resolute rebellion over on uh on uh, youtube says didn't i read somewhere that netflix only recently ended their physical media rentals yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. late late 2023 they sent their last their last, DVD last DVDs and they said to their customers on those final rentals you could keep them. Yeah. Yeah, don't send them back. We don't want them back. But yeah, that's right. They did. They ended it. Yeah. So they did. Another end of an era. So yes. I am I am in the Echo camp. I really liked it. I am uh, if anything I'm a little upset that they didn't have more faith in this project. Like uh what, what do you mean? Well, like dropping it all at once, usually like with the first three of Andor, yeah. you know, they didn't think people would take to it. Oh, I see what you're saying. But like, because you remember there was rumblings that, you know, this is the worst show they've ever done. Uh, it's going to suck. So they're releasing it all at once. This was better than Secret Invasion. Yeah. Uh, th- th- Head and shoulders above. And I know tonally you can't really compare the two of them, but like I had a better time watching this than I did watching Secret Invasion. Yeah, I just did. And like the audio, I I really think this one would do well in a, uh, like a 3d studio where you have like a rumble chair. Oh, like a D box. Yeah. Right. Right. Because like the audio where it cuts out and you're kind of getting it from her perspective. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's an interesting. And like, if you were just getting like a little vibration or something, a little rumble like, in your seat every know. time. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, I like that idea. Some of the complaints I saw were that it was too long, that like there could be a really slick edit of this down to like a two hour, two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. No. Um, could it have stood as a film? Yeah. A, a long one, maybe. Yeah. 
uh, but there was a, you needed that exposition. And I loved, I love that. The supporting cast is all goes home, you know, reconnects with her roots. Okay. It's there. It's kind of stereotypical, but I I liked it. But you got to take her from that journey to being like a freaking hitman for the kingpin. That's right. To going back to the side of angels. Queen pin. Yes. You offered me the queen pin. True. Yeah. I I think it's cool. But D'Onofrio again, killing that role. He's, he's fantastic. Oh my God. The part on the plane where he just lets loose with his rage when he doesn't get his way. Yeah, Yeah. Oh my God. Do I think I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to see a whole lot more Charlie Cox. Mm. That being said, what we did get was a very high quality. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I loved how they handled it in the sense that it was a, a essentially a flashback. Yeah. But that says something about the flashback going back to our defenders uh, discussion that the Netflix shows are now part of the, the yeah. bigger MCU. Like whether there was any doubt or not, you can erase all that now, yep. but it says Matt Murdock was not blipped. Yeah. That was during the time of the blip. So he was out there. Still doing, yeah. I'm fighting. That's cool. Yeah. It also gives us a plausible reason. Cause they said early on, we knew, we knew before echo came out that, uh, that Charlie Cox was coming back as daredevil. And they did say that it was going to be in the Netflix suit. Mm-hmm. Well, it gives us a plausible reason why. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked, uh, I did like, I liked all the supporting cast, uh, you know, some to, more than others. Graham green is, is a, is a treat by the way. Yes. We claim him <laughs> <laughs> from the red green show yep. all the way to echo. Good for you, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> and dances with wolves along the way. True. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot, but yeah, you, you should definitely go give this a look if you haven't seen it yet. Um, the amount of, and like they thank them in the end credits too. Right. Uh, the amount of actual outside uh, info and like support they got from the tribes. That's right. Yeah. Like they've got actual people coming in, giving them good information. What's cool is that it's, it's funny that this comes on the heels of season two of what if, and uh, season two, we got a, another indigenous mm-hmm. character. Um, my gosh, I can't think of her name at the moment. Oh. Um, uh, well, you know who I'm talking about. I do. It's cool that uh, indigenous peoples are getting uh, some attention mm-hmm. uh, in the MCU. I think that's cool. And not in some kind of like crappy stereotypical way either. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But yeah. Definitely go give this a watch. We like Echo. <laughs> I wish Hank was here to, to have this conversation. Yeah. He'll have to tell us in the, in the chat yeah, what he thought of it. But, uh, sticking with the MCU, uh, the Spider-Man project for 2024 has uh, got a new title. Oh, uh, yeah. Freshman year has now been renamed as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, this was the animated thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Renamed. So this is going to cover Peter Parker's early years as Spider-Man or early time as Spider-Man, I guess you should say. Um, they gave a, uh, a glimpse of it, I guess, when they pre or previewed, uh, what if season two's first two episodes? Um, wait, where was that? Um, it was part of a special screening. It said, "Oh, that's why I never saw yeah. it." So I I'm not. Special. I didn't get to see it either. I'm not special enough for and that. I, I could not find it online anywhere. So, because apparently they also gave a little look at uh, the proto spider suit. Oh, really? So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's just going to be like uh, homecoming, where it is literally just the sweater and, <laughs> and, and uh, some sweatpants and some uh, some Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but they do say that the plot of this will not factor into the wider MCU, 
but because it is MCU, yeah, it could still be multiverse and factor in that way, or you know, the Spider Verse. Any, well. yeah, I mean, anything now, it's uh, you know, variant. Yeah, <laughs> it's another timeline. Yeah, apparently, it's going to feature villains that have yet to appear in the MCU, like uh, the Chameleon, uh, the original oh, really? version of Norman Osborn. Oh. And he's going to act as Peter's mentor throughout the show. So they're going to set up that cool. kind of personal connection. and Right. And then Peter will discover, oh, my God, he's really the Green Goblin. Yeah. How am I going to take him down? Yeah. Have that moral dilemma. Yep. But, uh, you know, no, uh, no official date for it yet, but should be coming in, you know, sometime mm-hmm. this year. Well, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Maybe not as much as I'm looking forward to the next one. No, this next one, I have got goosebumps and I cannot wait. This kills me because this is dropping while I'm away on my vacation. I might actually watch this all before you. um, You probably will. (laughs) You know, we've been talking about, you know, not having anything to review until the next uh, Star Wars thing. And I'm telling you, like, I saw the trailer, the most recent trailer, by the way. Yeah. Second. And I was like, maybe we should review this. Maybe. Um. Masters of the Universe Revolution. Revolution. Holy cow. January 25th. Are we getting the whole season at one time? I don't know. We might be getting just the first half of it, or maybe they're going to drop the whole thing. We were big fans of of Revelation. We did a breakdown, a trailer breakdown on that last year. Yeah. We had a great time with it. Um, Technically, we could have stretched this one out too to a full show. There's so much going on. Yeah. I mean, the poster, the poster doesn't quite do it justice i mean we're we're seeing like obviously the the main characters are coming yeah. back with he-man and skeletor a little bit of a different design for yeah a yeah a lot of them we're getting the 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 techno virus lady computer person yeah. um we're getting hordak mm-hmm. uh but then we're getting new looks for uh what andra and then uh, the sorceress look at that as the goddess yep ah oh, that's cool battle armor um, he-man yeah and it looks like some kind of mechanical battle armor duncan yeah granamir yeah granamir is coming i i mean if you have not seen the trailer for this it's in it's linked in the description of the video yes. uh go and watch it yeah and then watch it again <laughs> watch it a few times and then watch it frame by frame because there is so much going on in here i'm just going to talk about for for one second and i'm i'm really i tip my i tip my uh my chapeau to the folks over at netflix because remember good. Remember when the, the kids show came out? Yes. You were a big fan of the kids show. It was good. It was more like, yes, aimed at a younger audience, but. And there was no message. There there. was no tie in to any of the other lore. Then they did the the princesses of power and there was no tie into the lore there either. And I kind of, I kind of thought maybe there was going to be, well, I'm pretty happy to see, I mean, this version of, of Adam slash He-Man that we're looking at on screen there. Look at the, the logo on his chest. Yeah. That is the kids show, the Netflix kids show He-Man logo. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice touch. Nice touch. I quite like that. The opening couple seconds though, like it starts off like death comes for us all. And then we yeah. do have some spoilery thing i don't know if this is gonna be a i mean i don't think it's a flashback because of what's happening i don't think so either and it totally randor dies on us hence the the word the title battle for the crown revolution right yeah and you know at some point like we see here skeletor is going to claim that crown yeah yeah but it's not all he's got to contend with 
like as you see here, King Randor laying his glass coffin. But then we get uh, Tila getting her upgrade into the snake goddess. Uh, to the goddess, yeah. Yeah. And that goes right back to the mini comics. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. We get an appearance from uh, you know some of the heavy hitters of the evil horde. We've got Leech, uh, Leech. Rizlor, and Mantena. Yeah, yeah. Great to see them popping in there. And then the last, this is one of the last frames you get. And uh, it looks to be like a Prince Adam He Man mashup. Oh, yeah, sure. It's like he's about to kiss Tila the goddess or the sorceress here. Yeah, like he's reconciling the, the two, you know, yeah. because the trailer opens with Randor saying, you know, talking about, as you said, like yeah. death that comes for everybody. And, and the one question he has is, are you going to rule as Adam, as Adam or He Man? Because it can't be both. Yeah. Well, why not? Maybe it can be. He's got the power. He can use it. Maybe it can be. Then they also, it's a quick flash, but you do get to see Granamir taking a swipe at that big tentacled robot. That's cool. And like you called in the original trailer, yes, it is Granamir. Yeah, I was I was like, is that Granamir? Big dra red dragon? It can only, it has to be. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, we also get Rio Blast and Snout Spout making an appearance here. And Gwildor. Gwildor. So we're we're getting more from the 87 live action movie. And that's cool. Now, just before we went live tonight, uh, Andy and I, we rewatched the trailer and I just, we just noticed, uh, cause it's very quick. That's Gwildor and he's wielding the power sword. He is. Um, but what's going on there? The power sword looks like it's got a little bit of the, uh, the techno virus maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that cool. could be why he's got his new, uh, golden. Well, wow. yeah. And in, there's a, there's a scene and that's why I say like frame by frame it, there's a, a sequence in there where, where he man is thrusting the sword and the sword is physically opening. Yeah. Very, very reminiscent of the 2002 power sword, how it changes Swing shape. Two, yeah, yeah. Opens up. I like that. I was a huge fan of 2002 he man. So, um, yeah, any, any nods series. to that I, I'm all in for it. But that's not the only thing. They it looks like uh, Hordak has invaded Castle Grayskull. Because well, that's not cool. Grayskull is taking on like a very technological horde type appearance. So it has. And yeah. like in the one frame, you see like the main horde ship just surrounded by his fleet, and you see Adam and Cringer standing in the foreground, and it's like just insane odds against them. The uh, I like the way that the the ship. Uh, or well, I don't know if that's his ship that's sort of landed and, and, and merged with the castle, but how it looks an awful lot like the horde logo now. Yeah. Like the, the wings and yeah. 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 You want to talk about the voice cast a little bit? Sure. New additions. We got uh, now I haven't seen an official, there hasn't been a Netflix has said this, but uh, John Delancey as Granamere. Hmm. That's a Q from star Trek. Nice. Hey, we got William Shatner. Now I, I asked this question uh, before we went live tonight. Did, did you think William Shatner was replacing Stephen Root as a uh, cringer? Because like they, they have a, a similar uh, tone mm -hmm. and you had suggested that maybe, maybe he's Wildor. I'll have to look at it. Billy Barty is not available. So. Well, no, it hasn't been for a while. Yeah. But, uh, Regardless, I am very, very, very excited. Yeah. We also have uh, Melissa Benoit taking over. That's right. As, uh, as Tila. Yeah. And in place of uh, Buffy, Sarah Michelle Geller. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And then uh, the one, the one frame up top corner there. Yep. I'm wondering if this version of Skeletor is like 
almost a nod to the color scheme for the disco skeleton. Disco skeleton. You know what? It probably could be. It could be. Sure. Why not? Yeah. With the black. Yeah. The black and the black, gold. orange and purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I dig it. And Keith David. Yes. Goliath himself as Hordak. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely or Spawn if you prefer. Yeah, that's true. In the HBO series, yeah. Anyway. Go and watch the trailer. Go watch both of them. There's two trailers in yes. there. The second yeah. one is the better one. It is. The first one kind of like just throws you a little bit of a bone. And this one just, just a bit, digs yeah. the hooks right in. Oh, I cannot wait. Yep. I cannot wait. But I'm going to have to. Or I'll watch it on my phone on the on the hotel Wi-Fi. I don't have to wait too long, though. Well, you got to wait longer than me. But I got like. Yeah, I won't be able to watch it until I get back. I'm, I'm back. Uh, just after. Yeah, I'm back uh, the first week of February. So. All right. Yep. So uh, fans of young Sheldon, as we know, it is coming to an end uh, with the final season about to air, but they've announced another spinoff series. Uh, Cause there was the one under development right now for characters from the big bang theory to take oh, really? their spinoff piece. But this one is going to focus on Georgie and uh, his, uh, I guess, wife now and mother of his child. Uh, in a spinoff where the two characters, uh, Montana Jordan and Emily Osment from Young Sheldon, will reprise their roles as Georgie Cooper and Mandy McAllister. Okay, I'm uh, so I'm out of touch with these with the, who they are. I I haven't watched Young Sheldon. I don't really know who these people are. It's not bad. Uh, it's worth a watch. Okay, yeah, you, you get to see Sheldon in his developmental years and. Uh, pretty much like all the family like how many seasons has this thing got i think this is the seventh season coming up oh, it's it's gone for a while though yeah but they're getting to a point where they have to pull the trigger on certain life events or it's not going to work right so okay yeah. that's fair but uh, this new spinoff with georgie apparently they're going back to the multi-camera type of show similar to big bang was oh yeah okay whereas uh, young sheldon just utilized a single shot yeah so Mandy wasn't introduced until season five, but uh, their storyline saw the two kind of get involved when Georgie was 17, lied about his age, who Mandy was nearly 30. Oh, uh, by the time she learns the truth, she's already pregnant with his child. <laughs> so they get engaged at the end of season six. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they take that and that's where they're going to run there. Uh, but there is another one coming from Chuck Lore, uh, partnering up with Warner Brothers and no details or anything have been revealed like there's speculation like it might be a howard centric one or a leonard yeah how do you do leonard how do you do leonard without penny though like did they not get married they did so i mean mean, you could do a a sequel to the big bang theory do you do and if you do howard what what about um bernadette she's off doing uh night court yes she is so raj maybe could raj carry a show sure he could Sure, give me I'm right sure around and yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally could. Yeah, Kutrabali. Exactly. But uh, we're getting close to the end here. So, if Are you we wanted to call in, folks? Yeah, now's the time. Uh, the line is open. I am. I am closely monitoring. I promise. All right, we're good. Excellent. 
Uh, I know we're kind of uh, getting ahead of the game here, but uh, Niagara Falls Comic-Con has announced some really great guests for next year, if or I guess this uh, year's show. Yeah, so if you're in the neighborhood, uh, what, in June? June? Yeah, June. June 7th to 9th. Uh, the, I was following the the uh, pre-announcement for, um, for Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. uh, and they put up a set of boxing gloves. Yes. No description, no nothing. Nope, just boxing gloves. Yeah, here's some boxing gloves, figure it out. And uh, people were, were, it was seemed the comments that I read seemed split right down the middle between him and Carl Weathers. Mm. But um, I would go for either Dolph one. Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got Dolph Lundgren announced already. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Femi Taylor, the uh, Twilight from Return the Twilight of the Twilight Dancer. Yeah, she's the only original cast member that came back to shoot new footage for the special, the special editions. Edition. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But uh, those aren't all. We also get uh, Robert Patrick, the T1000. Uh, That's cool. Peacemaker's dad. Yeah. His racist dad. The, the villain on the current season of Jack Reacher. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the real life Peter and Lois Griffin. Uh, if you've seen this cosplayer before, he I've seen him, seen him. Yeah, go look him up. I've seen him. Awesome. I don't know who she is though. Uh, she's relatively new to his uh, repertoire, I guess. Uh, so they're they're a, a deal, like a, a pair. I believe they're a package deal now. Yeah. Okay. But uh, then we also get RoboCop himself, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. That one caught me off guard. I didn't expect that, but I I quite like Peter Weller. Hmm. That's, you know, and I would take my copy of uh, Buckaroo Bonsai to get him to sign it. <laughs> nice. If only there was like a fake album cover for the Hong Kong Cavaliers, right? Get him to sign that. <laughs> Can you sign this as Buckaroo Bonsai? <laughs> nice. But that does bring us to our last item of. Oh my night. gosh, we've hit the end of the road. What? It's well, a double shot this week. You know what? He's out there in the aisles. He's hunting for you and me so we can save a few bucks. This week's uh, toy hunting tip at Dollarama. First first up here, uh, fans of the Princess Bride. uh, Oh, actually, first up here. Sorry, I'm skipping (laughs) myself. Uh, McFarlane DC figures have been showing up sporadically. These showed up in Etobicoke this week. Uh, The Reverse Flash selling for $5. Uh, Regular retail like on a McFarlane multiverse figure is like $29 and up. Yeah. So heck of a deal there. Uh, Also... Masters of the Universe Revelations figures. Masterverse figures oh at Dollarama. God. Yeah. And this is on the heels of the Origins of Deluxe one. We just talked about last those week. last week. And since then, there have been additional waves. Releases. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have not found those myself yet. So I will neither confirm nor deny those ones. Yeah. Uh, but fans of the Princess Bride, uh, wave two figures are hitting at five bucks. Again, regular retail 30. That's what kills me is the amount of stuff. Now we've seen this before. We've seen like what I would consider to be premium toys hitting the dollar store yeah. uh, before I, I think of the ghost, the Mattel Ghostbusters yes. and how ravenous the, uh, the, the resellers were at, oh at getting God. those. I've never seen this much high-end product hit the dollar store all at the same time. Yeah. It's never like this. No. What is going on? <laughs> Because also hitting is the McFarland Dragon Series 8 figures. Uh, they're going for $5, but these gold label figures are originally like between 50 and 60 bucks. What's funny is I've, I'm a I'm a fan of the Dragons line too. I don't, I don't, I've got, a, yeah, I've got some of them here. Nice. Can I reach one? Maybe. I have some of them like from way back, like from Ooh. the original, the original uh, Dragons line. You know what I bought them for? 
I bought them. No. Well, they do, but I bought them because I'm a Dungeons and Dragons guy from way back. And uh, these were a a great stand in if you didn't have uh, a proper 25 millimeter scale miniature for for Dragon, right? So that's what I like them for. Zazel says bargain. Yeah. Bargain. Yes, indeed. Buy it. Buy it now. (laughs) Grab it before the scalpers do. That's right. Because they will fly off shelves. I was in uh, our local. I was at our local location uh, earlier this week, and I just happened to be walking down the, the toy aisle from one direction as another adult collector was coming the other way. And he spotted the Princess Bride figures, and I just saw his, the man's eyes just like. <laughs> and then it was one, two, three, and he's like, he had one of everything and went to the girl in the aisle. Too many more of these? Oh, geez. She's like, no, those are the only ones that came in. Oh, okay. Well, that's because somebody else might have got to a couple of them before that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the same people. I know. We know who we're talking about. Well, I got a couple. <laughs> I didn't want to implicate you. <laughs> I didn't take them all. I just took the ones I wanted. That's right. I wanted an extra Vinzini. Yeah. And, and an extra Inigo. Yeah. And we've got, uh, oh, we've got one. Uh, where's it going? I don't know. Put it down here somewhere. I set them down. But... Our inconceivable new mascot. Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a clip for the mixer for that. Yes. So every time something astonishing happens, we can just hit it. Inconceivable. It might even replace this shit as bananas. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Gwen. What is showing up in the toy aisles right now is banana. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember when these were supposed to hit retail, like the Princess Bride, and it was a scramble to get them then. You know, I was a fa- I'm a huge fan of the film, um, and I, I ask people all the time, have you read the book? I have not, but my wife, Jen, has. It's a great book. It's a little bit different than the movie, but it's still really cool. Um, so when they announced that they were doing this line, and my, my wife was like, and my wife rarely says, I need these, but my wife, I need these. I'm like, okay, honey, we'll get them. And we did. Apparently, the only one not showing up though is the Andre the Giant with the Holocaust cloak. Yes, which is just a reissue of the first one. The first one with, with the Holocaust one. cloak. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much all of them he are. Came with a new belt. <laughs> Thanks, Buzz Lightyear. Pretty much everybody is the same as before with the uh, yeah. blood. Yeah, Wesley is a little bit bloodied up from his battle. Torn, uh, torn sleeve. Uh, Inigo is, a I, stab is almost identical. Back. Yeah, but I mean, I. And then, of course, uh, Buttercup is just in her wedding dress. Her wedding dress, as opposed yeah. to the red dress. That's right. But like, really, they should have done Count Rugen. And uh, yeah, I don't know why they didn't. And company, company, company. Or even why not Miracle Max? Miracle Max and uh, and uh, his I wife. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. And I'm not even sure I want to be dead anymore. <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were fantastic. Yes. Wow, uh, what a great. But what yeah. a great time uh, to be toy hunting at the dollar store. It is. It's crazy out there. It absolutely is. Well, that brings us to the end of the show once again. Wants a uh, shout out to everybody. Silver Spider, Steve Terrio, Zazel, Resolute Rebellion, and everybody else that uh, joined us in the live chat tonight. Thanks for coming to hang out on uh, on this wonderful Tuesday. I hope it's a, a good evening, good day, good morning, wherever you are. You too, Ray. I will not be back next week as I will be out of the country in uh, warmer, warmer places warmer than climates. here. So um, more to follow on that. Andy, uh, you have the con. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's it for me, everybody. I'll be back uh, first week of February. Uh, well, I'll be home before then, but just in time to do some legwork to put together, uh, help put together. The first annual fannies. That's right. The, the fannies, as we do uh, best of the best. Uh, come for the fannies, stay for the branny. <laughs> anyway, uh, everybody, thanks again. Fan on. And uh, for fandom power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye for now, everybody. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms.